Welcome to our Exchanges at Goldman Sachs Markets Update for February 7th. Every week, we sit down with leaders across the firm to get their quick take on five numbers they're watching in the markets. Today, we're joined by Sarah Kiernan of our Global Markets Division. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So what's your focus here at Goldman and who are your main clients? So I'm Chief Operating Officer of our commodities business here at Goldman. And so the commodities business is interesting because we deal with investors across the spectrum, but we also have a very heavy client base of corporate clients. So Sarah, what's the big number you've been looking at? $14, which is the amount that the price of Brent crude oil has fallen since we all started talking about the coronavirus in mid-January. That represents a 15% drop in the price of Brent as opposed to equities and credit, both roughly unchanged. It makes sense that oil has fallen more than those asset classes as it's a global commodity where the demand impact is going to be a direct input to the price and not have to be filtered through the eventual earnings impact or a macro policy response down the road. The questions investors are focused on are twofold. How much demand is being destroyed? and how long will it be destroyed for? And neither one's easy to answer. So given the huge range of outcomes and the uncertainty, investors are really staying on the sidelines and waiting to know more about the virus's scale and scope before getting back into the market. So what's a number that you feel has been getting a lot of attention but doesn't really tell us all we need to know? Zero, which is the amount of fracking that progressive candidates would say that they would allow in the United States if they're elected in 2020. That started getting a lot of attention back in September when Elizabeth Warren said that she would ban all fracking in the U.S. on her first day as president, and is starting getting attention again now that Bernie Sanders has been rising in the polls. But it doesn't really tell us what we need to know about the natural gas market going forward, given that it's not necessarily that feasible to actually be enacted, even if a progressive candidate were to win. It's difficult to see how a president could unilaterally ban a technology that's so pervasive and so important to a huge part of our economy. It would be very politically difficult. It would probably be challenged in court. It would actually also have very counterproductive measure of making coal feasible again on a price basis. What they could actually do is likely around banning fracking on federal lands or just not allowing for leases on new development. So that's about 10% of the total U.S. natural gas production. So the price impact of that would depend on how that was actually implemented, but it would probably lead to a more moderate price rise in the back of the curve, which could probably be met with production elsewhere in the United States. So how about a number that's moved a lot or maybe hasn't moved at all that's caught your eye? $28 billion, which is the total amount of physical gold buying done by central banks in 2019. This is a big increase from $13 billion in 2017 and a complete reversal from the 1990s where central banks were net sellers of gold. We think this is part of the de-dollarization process globally, as many of these central banks leading this are uh, countries that have had geopolitical issues with the United States, with three of the top four being Turkey, Russia, and China. There's also uh, interest from private wealth clients in physical gold given as a potential hedge against wealth taxes, and interest from investors is diversification with equities at high levels. So this structural bid that's been brought into the market over the last few years has brought gold to prices that we haven't seen since 2013. And longer term, we think should provide support to the market. So crypto hasn't killed gold yet <laughs> as a hedge. Uh, what number are you thinking about for the future? $10 trillion, which is the dollar amount expected to be invested in creating new renewable power generation assets in the next 30 years. So that'll take total wind and solar production from 10% of global generation today to 50% in the future. So this will be transformative for the power markets, significantly lowering the marginal cost of production. But it could also lead to more volatility when the sun isn't shining or the wind isn't blowing, because you don't have that dial to just turn up production when you need it that you have with fossil fuels right now. And then away from power generation with the rise of EV, that will be interesting because so far the power generation has displaced coal, but as EV gets bigger and bigger, that will displace oil. So that will be one of the biggest impacts from renewables going forward. How about a number that you're thinking about when you're not in the office? 
1917, which is one of the movies that is up for Best Picture this weekend with the Oscars. And very interesting film. It's shot and to look like one continuous shot and really kind of puts you in the perspective of a soldier in World War One. So I'm going to see how that does. One of these days, I'll get to see it, but not yet. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us, Sarah. Thank you. That's all for this week's market update on exchanges at Goldman Sachs. Thanks for listening and be sure to check out our other episode this week on the European financing market with Dennis Coleman of Goldman's Investment Banking Division. Thanks and have a great weekend. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.